Let me take your attention, if I may, to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, verse number 3. I just feel like I need to preach about Jesus today, if that's okay. We've sung about him. We prayed in that name today. So let's preach about Jesus for a moment. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not he leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and he goes after that which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, moreover than the ninety-nine just persons which needs no repentance. May I remind you today that this wonderful thing called salvation begins with Jesus and ends with Jesus. He's referred to many things as many things in the scripture. The bread of life, the chief cornerstone. He's spoken of as our advocate, the light of the world, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Lamb of God, Lion to the tribe of Judah, Savior of the world. And I did not this morning list all the adjectives and adverbs that describes our Savior. He's all of these and more. But today, today I'd like to speak to you about Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. Would you say that with me today? Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. I guess the earliest memory that I have of Christ the Savior being the Good Shepherd. It used to be that every household had a big old family Bible that sat on a table in front of the couch. And way back then there were pictures and pictures and pictures. And before I could even read, I looked at the pictures. And there are some of those pictures in the scripture that I remember to this very day, 60 years later. Little did I know whenever I sat in my grandmother Parker's living room floor with that big book open, staring down at this shepherd this good shepherd that had a lamb. Little did I know then as that shepherd stared back at me that I would spend the rest of my life speaking of the goodness of the good shepherd. I'd ask everyone here today, probably I need to prefer the men above the women because women never get lost. But men, but I want to let all the ladies know something that you already know. They'll never let you know they're lost. We do not ask for directions. We do not, whenever, whenever Shirley said, weren't we supposed to turn back there? I said, no, no, no. We're supposed to turn up here, come back, and then 
heard about the lady that her husband passed away and and so he had made the promise that if she remarried within a year he was going to come back and haunt her well about six weeks later she fell in love and she got married and one of her close friends her her matron of honor at the second wedding said aren't you afraid of him coming back to haunt you said no no I'm not afraid said said uh, he's never been lost a day in his life he said when I buried him I buried him upside down and if he digs his way out he's not going to ask anybody for directions <clears throat> I had not planned on saying that today the devil made me do it I've been lost. I remember as a child, we lived on the edge of the Dugdamona Swamp. Does anybody at Life Church today know where the Dugdamona Swamp is? Oh, look, yeah, Joyce, Louisiana. Uh huh. We were not far from there. And so every afternoon, we didn't, whenever we put up all of our games that we had on our, on our iPads and iPhones, mother would run us out of the room, run us out of the house. Said supper will be ready. So, so we spent our days playing in the Dugdamona Swamp, never thinking that we would not find our way home by supper time. And one particular afternoon, we went further than what we wanted to go. We looked around, and there was no familiar markings. We didn't know where we were. And in King James Version, my brother Tom Paul and I, in the King James Version, great fear came upon us. And the closer you get to dark time, the greater the fear, the greater the anxiety. And we cried a little bit. And we said, Lord, if you'll get us home this time, we'll never, ever come back to the Dugdamona Swamp. And we wondered and wondered and wondered. We could hear traffic. We could hear big trucks and cars. And it was on Highway 84 there. And, and we knew we were close, but we just did not know how close and, or how far. The long story short, uh, we made it home. We made it home. We've all been lost. At one time or another in our life, we've, we have ventured further and we stayed longer from home than what we really wanted to or what we had planned to do. Many of us drift unaware. We wander away unconsciously unaware that our surroundings have changed and we're no longer near to the house. And then it wakes us. Then it dawns on us, I don't know where I'm at. We find ourselves hopelessly lost. We find ourselves isolated and lonely. And you've ever felt this feeling of being disconnected. I said reference to it a moment ago, sin will take you further than you want to go. And it will keep you longer than you want to stay. And there are those in their mind that say, well, I've gone too far from the church. I've drifted too far from God. There's no way in the world I could ever, ever 
get back to the house. He could not possibly love me now after how far I've gone and how much I've done. And all I'm doing, I, I, I found myself already saying it a couple of times, may I remind you today of something that you already know? That you cannot go so far and do so much that you go far beyond the love of God and your arms reach of the good Savior. The good shepherd. That's why he's called the good shepherd. He's good. He's merciful. He's kind. From the time that you drew your first breath until this very moment this morning, he has loved you and he has wanted you to be his. Despite of all the bitterness in this world, the bitter souls in our world that believe that God is just out to get me. He's just out to destroy me. But I want to tell you the truth. I will stand here and tell the truth today that he's not out to get anybody. He is for us and not against us. He has loved us with an unconditional love. And regardless of how I may feel about myself, or how awful you may feel about yourself, regardless of how little or how much you hate or love yourself today, the Good Shepherd loves you, and the Good Shepherd values you. When I didn't know how to get home, can I tell you how I made my way there? The King of Glory, He left His home in glory. He came, wrapped Himself in flesh, And with a nail-scarred hand reached to me, picked me up, and brought me into covenant relationship and brought me home. In In a nutshell, when we could not get to him, he came to us. Took us by the hand and led us home. If in this room today you find yourself not knowing how to get home, not how to make your way back to that safe place, to that good place, that warm place. The Good Shepherd has already left the 99 in the care of another. And he is searching, he is seeking, looking for you and for me. Sad to say that religion has poisoned the thinking of many good and wonderful people. I can talk about it because simply I can talk about it. I'm here and you're not. <laughs> religion, religion has destroyed tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and doing it all in the name of God. Only, the only picture they ever painted of Jesus was one that had a hammer in his hand waiting for you to err, waiting for you to come short of what you needed to be so that he could knock you down. That is not the Jesus that you and I serve today. They created words like back, like backslider. Well, I've been a backslider, but it's only because somebody else told me that I was a backslider. I was away from God, but let me tell you something today. 
None of us have ever ventured very far from God that we did not know where we were and where we wanted to be. Thousands will drive by the thousands of churches today and shake their head and say, not for me. I've tried that religious stuff. I've tried that. It hasn't worked, and I don't think it's changed any since I was a child. And they put their trust and their hope thinking that they would find acceptance and love and goodness only to find judgment and disdain. Only to find that in most churches across America, there's no room for the lost sheep. They almost put a sign on their marquee, not here. But I'd like to get that sign working again out there and say, all lost sheep, and just have an arrow pointing toward this building. All in favor, say aye. Bob, if you'll get on that project, we appreciate that. <laughs> if you're here today and your heart is heavy because of someone, whether it be a child or, 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 or that special friend, has disconnected from the church, has, has walked away from, from, the, from the safety and the security of the flock, and you've worried and you've prayed, and I would just like to tell you today that God has heard your prayer. The good shepherd would say to you today, I've, I've heard you and I've seen your tears and don't worry because I've got this. You see, he's an expert in search and rescue. But for the grace of God, so many of us will say as we some, see some unfortunate person walking by, someone that's struggling in life, we'll, we'll say it under our breath if we don't say it out loud. There go I, but for the grace of God. Many of you in this room have said that. May I say, but for the good shepherd. But for the good shepherd that never gave up, that never quit searching, that never quit looking, that never quit loving. Go I. If it was not for the good shepherd, we would still be lost today. We'd still be wandering in our sins, wandering in darkness. We would all be lost without hope. But the good news to you today whether you have walked with him for a half a century or whether you, whether you have never ever said to the Lord, I need you and I want, to, I want to walk with you. I want you to walk with me. Whatever in between there there is in your life today that describes you, I'm telling you the good shepherd is here and he's looking for you and he wants to love you. Amen. He wants to take you home. He wants to take you where it's safe, where it's warm. Home where the heart is. Home where love is. Home where God is. Could we take a moment today and just think back of where we were? How our life was twisted? How our world was turned upside down when he found us? Do you remember how you were? Do you remember the condition of your life in that day whenever the good shepherd called your name and took you in his arms? We were bruised. We were bloodied. We were battered. We were broken. We were just a part of the whole world that's broken today. Injured. Damaged beyond repair. Living with so much pain and so many regrets. That's where we were. David said in the scripture one time, it would be good if we all looked back and saw the rock which God hewed us from. We don't need to forget where we were. 
when the good shepherd appeared in our life. Addicted, drugs and alcohol had taken everything from us and left us an empty shell. Broken relationships that resulted in a loneliness like you had never known before. And there we were, wandering in the darkness, wandering in despair. And some of us said it out loud while others whispered it to ourselves, this is not where I want to be. I want to be back at home. Lost. That's, that's what we were. That's how he found us. But now I've got to, I've got to tell you that he never leaves us like he founds us. He never leaves us like he found us. Do you remember the day that he picked you up and bound your wounds? Do you remember him slipping a, a new ring and a new robe on you? Do you remember him standing on the front door of the, of the house, prodigal son, and called for the butcher and the baker and, and told the band, get back together again. We're, we're going to have a party and we're going to celebrate. And then he called to all of his neighbors, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Rejoice with me because my son that was once lost is now found. No longer in the pig pen, but he's at home, rescued, revived, restored, repaired, as if new. I love studying and examining the, the life of Christ. It's found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Not all of them were the same interpretation. Not all of them will tell you every event and every stop along the journey. But I remember, I think it was all four of them that wrote. And I wish we could have been close enough to, to hear the conversation. I wish that we could have been close enough that day to see the wind come out of the disciples when Jesus said to them, I must needs go through Samaria. We can't go there. We've never experienced racism in America like there was in Samaria. The hatred, the animosity between Jew and Gentile, and now Samarian, the Samaritans, were those that were caught in between. It was said that if you're walking down the street of Bethlehem or Jerusalem and, and you realize it's too late because most of the time, if a Jew saw a Gentile coming, they would cross over to the other side of the street. If they saw a Samaritan coming and they didn't get out of their way and their garments have happened to touch, they would go home and burn those garments because they had been defiled by someone who just simply was of another race. And then when Jesus said, I need to go through Samaria, they were about to tell him, well, you go by yourself. But they followed him to Jacob's well. I was there a few months ago, and I could not help but read the story again, how that he sent the disciples into the city 
to buy bread. And he sat there at Jacob's well. A very sacred, a very holy place among all of those that live in that part of the country. He was not there for very long until a little lady showed up. The Bible says it's noontime. I guess noontime is a good place. It's a good time for someone with such shame and such, such a reputation. She could avoid all the painful things that were going to be said about her. She could, she could be safe from all of the stairs. She could be there at Jacob's well at noon when no one else was there. And Jesus knew this. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus knows everything about you? He's waiting at Jacob's well. He's waiting, he's waiting at the next juncture of your life to have an encounter, to have a conversation. And so whenever the little lady innocently walks up, a little shocked that somebody was there because no one is ever there at noontime. And then whenever he made the request, would you mind fixing me a glass of water? She went off on him. How dare you, being a Jew, ask of me? And they went back and forth for just a moment. Jesus had to be smiling down on the inside because he knew that one question would start a conversation. And a conversation they did have, the dialogue revealed much pain from a woman that had a lot of pain, had a lot of sorrow, had a lot of failures and regrets that she was carrying with her. He knew from that conversation there would be confessions made, love spoken of, and revelation received. And after, I don't know how long the visit was, I don't know how long Jesus and the little lady at Jacob's well sat there and conversed. But after a while, she could not contain it any longer. She leaps to her feet and runs away from the well, running into the city. You know what she was saying? I found him! I found him! I found him! And the city was converted. The city found out about the Messiah through a woman that had been to hell and back in a handbasket. But can I just tell you how I feel about it? It was not that she found him. And neither is it in all of our lives when our biography is written and somebody's talking about us whenever we're laying here at the front of the front of the room it's not that we found him but the story is he found us when we could not get to where he was he came to where we were I love that song that this, that this praise team sings. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. The overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. That pretty well describes him in, in three lines across the, 
across the page of the, of the, of the songbook. If you were to ask the good Samaritan, or if you were to ask the woman at, the, at Jacob's well, they would tell you that you're never the same after a conversation. You're never the same after an encounter. She would tell you that God doesn't give up easily. You can tell, you can ask Simon Peter. Simon Peter had witnessed the trial. He had witnessed Christ carrying the cross up to Calvary. He stood afar and watched the the death of a friend and a savior. And then he disappears into the night. Never to be seen. Never to be heard from. Until that day when he said, well, I'll just forget about all of this and I'll go back to, I'll go back to fishing. Charles, if he'd have had you with him, he would have probably caught something. But on this particular morning when Jesus said, have you any fish? Now, was he just saying that? Did he not already know that their nets were empty? Did he not already know that the lady was coming to Jacob's well? Did he already know about where you were when he came and found you? And so when Peter, upon hearing his voice, leaps from the boat and comes running to the shore, simply Jesus said, well, I finally found you. I've hunted you down. Now that I'm looking at you in the eye, just a little question. Do do you love me like I love you? The good shepherd. The good shepherd. From whatever pit that you may have fallen, from from whatever place you may find yourself, calling out, calling out, calling out for help. The good shepherd waits to hear your voice today. He will not only hear you, but he will help you. He will take you in his arms, and take you home. I'll say it one more time this morning. He loves us unconditionally. When we can't find it to love ourselves, Jesus, the good shepherd, finds a way to love us. And so when we find ourselves trying to get out of the fog and the darkness of a world that's been turned upside down, when we can't get there, he comes to where we are. He will actually leave the 90 and 9 to show you how much he loves you. And he will come searching and he will come looking. He's on a hunting excursion, looking, hunting, searching for the lost. You thought today that you may not ever know peace again. You thought you'd never make it home again. You never thought that you'd know the joy of living for Jesus again. Yes, all of that is yours today because the Good Shepherd. And to those of you that may have thought it was over, may I tell you something? It's not over, it's just beginning. You have a future. God's got big plans for every person in this room today. He's got a life that's filled with purpose and with passion. And he's going to channel that. He's going to put you in the right place at the right time. He's going to take you in his arms. And he's going to bring you to where you need to be.
I love talking about Jesus. I never grow weary. It never becomes an old story. But today, the Good Shepherd is making an appeal to each and every one of us. There's another story. There's another chapter yet to be written in the book that has your name on the front. It's not about where you've been, but it's about where you are. And it's a story of victory, and it's a story of great things in our lives. We've just come through the celebration of a new year, putting a year behind us, 2018. I've heard people tell me all during the latter part of the year, this has been the worst year of my life, this has been the worst year of my life. I just can't believe all this stuff happened in 2018. And for some, there's been great pain. There's been separation. And there's, been, there's, been, there's just been some terrible things that's happened that created great pain. But I'm telling you, that was 2018. We may have fallen. We may have even tripped. We may have even found ourselves lost. But today's the day to get up, get up, get up. When we can't find our way out of or through the darkness and the dismay of a dysfunction, that's when he will take and leave the 99 and come to where we are. I stand here today as just one sheep among many sheep. One lost sheep among many lost sheep. That's where we were. That's what was going on in our life. But aren't you glad for the good shepherd? Today no longer lost, but found. But saved. I remember a childhood memory of Sister Holiday was her name. It's funny how that I can remember things that happened so many years ago. and can't remember much of what happened yesterday. She said one thing one Sunday morning that still stays with me 60 years later. She looked at me and she said, George, if you had been the only person in this world, Jesus would have still come, walked among you, died on the cross, just so that you could be saved. And she said, that's how much he thinks about you. And that's how much he thinks about every one of you today. All these many years later, still remembering her words. That's why he came for you and for me. That's why he came that you might be saved. If only you, if only me, he would have still done. Luke 19 and 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In a, in, a, in a moment of closing this service today, could we just all bow our heads? Could we reflect back? For some of us, not that long ago, for others, many years now, that we were lost. No way of finding our way home. Did not know how we would get get back. But I want to tell you today that he's not far from us now. He's not far from right here, right now. And if your need 
today is uh, needing a Savior. If you're here today in need of a healer, if you're here today in need of a friend, the Good Shepherd is not far from here. For He has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all of us, regardless of our station in life and our relationship with Jesus Christ today, wouldn't it be wonderful if all of us together could cry out, Son of David, have mercy on me. I've walked with Him for all these years, decades now for some of us. But still today, this morning, I find myself in need of a good shepherd. The words of the old spiritual song, Home at last, home at last. Thank God Almighty, we're home at last. We celebrate today home. We celebrate a place of love and acceptance. I just want to remind you this morning that you're safely home. Look back over your shoulder to where you were then and look at where you are now. And that gives us much reason to celebrate. Amen. Father, we thank you today that you are here with us. You're not far from us. And you have reminded us through the beautiful story of the Good Shepherd that you are always for us and never against us. Thank you for coming to where we were when we could not come to where you were. When we were lost and done in sin. When we we had drifted into a dark and dismal world. You came and you rescued us and you brought us you brought us to a place of peace and joy and relationship. I pray right now, Lord, for that one that may be in this room today that desires a a greater walk, a deeper relationship. If that person is here today that may find themselves on the outside looking in, that's not the way you planned it for their life. Because of circumstances and because of just, just life being life, they drifted away. But you're here today reaching You're here today helping. You're here today to do the work of the Good Shepherd. With our eyes still closed, is there someone here today that would just slip your hand up right from where we're seated? And you said, I really, I really want to be somewhere other than where I'm at. I I have drifted, I have wandered away, and, and, and I just desire to make it back into the arms of the Lord. There's one hand and another and another. There's two more there. There's another one. God sees every hand and there's another. Oh, how wonderful today to know that that the good shepherd is here and he's come to take you in his arms and to love you and to breathe life into you. For every one of you that lifted your hand today, I want to say I'm praying for you. This church family will pray for every hand that was lifted across this room. And I want to remind you today that not far from where you're seated and not far from wherever you may go in life this week, the Good Shepherd is there for you and with you. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and we want to sing that song. Could we do that? And all of us join together before we go home today. A beautiful anthem of the church. Let's sing it together.
unto the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. I think it'd be good if we had a prayer before we went home. Brother Troy, come up here one more time. So delighted to have you in church and uh, worshiping with us today. He preaches just about every Sunday somewhere, but we like it when he takes a Sunday off and comes and worships with us. Thank you, Judy. You glad you came to church today? Amen, I am. Are you thankful for the good shepherd? Yes. Amen. God bless you, Troy. Thank you for that message. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just come to you now, Father, thanking you for loving us so much that you sought us out. Lord, that you gave your blood on the cross of Calvary, that you've shown us more love than anything, anyway, anywhere. Lord, all we have to do is come to you and say, yes, you are. And Lord, it's my prayer right now, Father, that there's one here that does not know you as Lord and Savior, has never given themselves to you. Lord God, that they not leave today, that they search you out. Yes. Lord, that they've come to you and offer themselves unto you. But Lord, even for those who have you, Lord, that we would walk with you on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and every day of our life. I thank you, Lord, for this message and how it's impacted us. And Lord, may you move in a mighty way. Again, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. For it's in your awesome and wonderful name we pray. Amen.